Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, candy and up. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Ooh, you're that bubble in my throat? What's that bubble in your throat? That's candy. Oh, my That's goodness. That's the saliva that comes Wait. when you eat some candy because you need a little pep. Can I ask you a question? Yes. When you say candy, mm-hmm. is it possible, is it at all possible that you're talking about double bubble brand bubble gum? No. Because candy doesn't make bubbles. Bubble gum makes bubbles. No, I guess I'm ta- by, by bubble, I mean, like, you know, when you have a, a, a sweet treat, uh-huh. you get, your saliva gets thicker and you get a little, our guest is nodding. Like, you don't, you're looking at me like you don't get candy bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my burlesque name, by the way. <laughs> I so your saliva gets how much thicker does it get? Noticeably, really, yeah, enough so you get when you try and talk, you get a little bubble sometimes out of your mouth, like a drunk in a cartoon strip <laughs> no, in the maybe, 1920s. Maybe okay, it might not be a. Bu- it's just like it's blockage. Is that why it's earlier blockage. you kept going hick? Right. <laughs> And then I saw a pink elephant, and I rubbed my eyes, and I smashed my bottle with three X's on it. Um, you know, candy bubbles. Okay, I want to know if our guest confirms this. So I'm going to go ahead and bring her into the conversation, if yeah. you don't mind. Uh, she is a beloved podcaster. Mm-hmm. She is now an author. She has a brand new book called Tropical Attire Encouraged, a good friend of Jordan Jesse Go. The one and only Allison Rosen. Thank you so much for having me. Jordan is 100% correct. Thank you. I was listening to the most recent episode as I sit here in this chair where you guys were talking about candying up at the beginning. Yeah, uh-huh. we, we, should, I... we should maybe – we'll give a little context for candying yeah. up, I guess. Jesse and I are doing a secret project uh, that requires a, a long day of taping before we tape this. Yeah. Uh, so it's a real marathon. So to so to get a little pep- on the on the, there's there's upsides and downsides to doing this project. Yes, the downside is you got to work for twelve hours straight. Yeah, the upside is Twix. Steve Agee stops yeah. by. <laughs> oh sure, yes, and an excuse to eat <laughs> right. some Twix around nine yeah, p.m. There's a bowl of Twix. Yeah. So I came in, and mind you, I had nothing to do with the secret project. I haven't been working since nine thirty, mm-hmm. although I have been up because I have a baby no, since, sure. for a really long time. So. Arguably the same, but not really. But anyway, I, I mean, saw... some might say that the hardest work of all is being a mom. I feel heard. Yeah. I feel understood. I, I... I feel supported. Thank you. No problem. Um, Real babies have curves. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So I saw the bowl of candy and mm-hmm. I thought, uh oh, now I want a candy up. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Hell yeah. And you then did. I saw you, Jordan, and I brought it up just because I knew you would, just because just I wanted permission. Yeah. And then, then I I couldn't help myself. I did. I had a twi- a tiny Twix and a tiny Three Musketeers. But as I was about to do it, I thought to myself, I don't know, but this is the most prudent decision right before podcasting because, because of- podcast bubble. Jesse, how have you lived this many years? And I'm not calling you old. I'm just saying you're you've you're you've been around. Have you never experienced a certain viscousness in your throat? Like anyone who's used Pennzoil, I have suffered from viscosity and thermal breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I understand what you're saying. I just have never reached bubble status. I'm not bubbling, baby. Right. <laughs> um, well, Allison and I, 
Well, you know, you sound great, by the way, Allison. You don't sound like you have candy bubbles at all. Thank you. I was concerned that I would, though. You, were you pl- sound pipe- sonorous, mellifluous. Yeah. Is it my dulcet tones that you're hearing? Those are the tones. Is it my Those are the tones we made. drenched dulcet tones. Initially, I thought it was a dulcimer. Yeah. That's how dulcet they I are. I get that a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> I eat, or uh, maybe a lap steel. <laughs> right. I eat uh, less candy uh, at this point in my life than I have at other points in my life. You, are, I mean, for a long time, you were off all candy and sugar entirely. Yeah, I had a, I had a no sugar period, um, uh, and I've eased up on that. How long was your no sugar period? This is a year and some change. Maybe. That's a long. Like, yeah. how hard were you? No fruit or just no? No, sugar? no, no. Okay. I was not. I was not one of those. Uh, yeah, if I was, I probably would have lost more weight. You weren't a no fruit. I was not a no fruit. <laughs> Jordan also had a sugar period. That's when he hung vanilla ice out a window. <laughs> yes. Right, he had it coming. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, but I you know I try not just have casual candy. Mm-hmm. Um, try you know save those sweet treats for when you're at a, a at a restaurant that has a special dessert right. or you know right. when any donuts at all are available, <laughs> yeah. even if they're stale, as someone got them. Yeah. Uh, will you turn down any donut? Like, is there a donut you will? Oh, a faux nut that came up on my show. Yeah, I do not like faux nuts. Um, but I would. That is, I feel like not everyone who listens to this show is like a coastal. Sure. I feel like hardly so, anyone would know what a faux nut is, actually. A faux nut is, people might have heard of a cronut, which is half croissant mm-hmm. and half donut. Here in Los Angeles, we have faux nuts, which They're are half, half donut. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for. I was gonna say half f- donut and half telephone. But oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I stepped okay. on it. I'm Whatever. sorry. It's I'm fine. sorry. It doesn't matter. It's not like I'm the host of the program. Half I... donut, half fohawk. Yeah, <laughs> that's what a donut is. Yeah, invented by early David Beckham. Mm-hmm. I know I should let this go, but I feel really bad now. Don't I just feel th- bad. I thought you were genuinely no. going to explain it. I didn't realize you Don't were going feel for a bad, joke. Allison. You did a great you had a great joke. It was just as good as my joke. It's fine as long as a great joke happened. That is so And we all had fun. Yeah. We did. Um yeah, although when we I I I can't remember what side of the phonut Art argument you came out on. You just know the phone nut maker from a reality show, right? Yes, no of her, yeah. Waylon from a reality show called something like Eat drink love okay and it was just one season or possibly two it was on bravo there were a few people in the cooking world who had no connection to each other other than they were all on this show together they tried to force them into having drama it didn't really work but she has great hair and she makes artificial donuts Mm -hmm. and you're not a fan what does that mean an artificial donut i think it's baked not fried yeah oh so it is just kind of like this kind of cakey thing. that they're, They look very nice. The presentation is terrific. I live right by this phone up place. This phone uh-huh. up place is, 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 you know, a five-minute walk from me. Right. So I decided to try this phone up. Good cup of coffee there, too, I should say. Okay. Um, but, yeah, the phone up is very gross, and it does definitely feels like you are getting the same sugar bomb, so maybe just have a donut? What about our friends at the Baked Not Fried Wing Restaurant in uh, oh yeah, Hollywood. yeah. Those are good wings. I like. I think that preparation uh, is pretty nice on a wing. Yeah, so I, I will say, sense. give me a baked wing. But if we're talking about a nut, get <laughs> yeah, fry it, fry it, fry it up. If I you're... mean, Allison, you weren't here for this, but a few years ago, I happened to have read a Busy Town book uh, that was about one of the characters from Busy Town being a baker. And trying to uh, bake donuts. 
And it enraged me to the point where I think I probably talked about it for 12 consecutive minutes without letting Jordan talk. <laughs> so, yeah. I was so upset about this children's book. It was a terrible book. But mostly I was upset that they were trying to bake donuts. Like, don't just fry them. That's how, why they taste good. Yeah. Were, were they trying to indoctrinate children in some sort of healthier lifestyle? Like, what was going I on there? I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I mean, honestly, I think they were probably indoctrinating children into accepting – you know, peer-to-peer relationships with worms wearing hats. <laughs> sure, lowly you know? worm. Yeah, we should. Which look in hindsight down is such a depressing them. name for a character. I it have is. developed a very late in life fondness for Slimy the Worm from Sesame Street. Oh, I yeah. grew up sure. with Sesame Street. Yeah. Slimy was just friend of the Grouch, but I didn't right. have any special feelings for Slimy. However, now that I'm watching Sesame Street again with with my son, um, Slimy. Is so cute He's and sounds like cute. this, like. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Got the highest pitched, cute little voice. What else? Uh, yeah, so I guess I guess I don't know squat about child development. I don't know at what age a kid does what. I feel like I will like. You know, someone will show me a five-year-old, and I will ask if they're talking yet. So you know, you know the basics. You know, you start school at five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you enter adolescence as like 11, 12-year-old. Mm, yeah, this is all new. Lose your yep. virginity in your mid-20s. Mm, well, <laughs> <laughs> some people. Some uh, some real fuck machines, I guess. <laughs> Maybe in Buenos Aires. <laughs> those... uh, are you suggesting that in Buenos Aires is there just a very sexual culture? I think so. Argentines. Yeah. Would a summer... It's all that hot weather. Yeah. When does a summer boy lose his virginity? Oh, oh yeah. A callback just to something that cracks mm-hmm. me up, but I don't even Thank think you. I necessarily understand what a summer boy is. Well, we like don't either. Most things, <laughs> it doesn't really have any meaning. Sure. Uh, I mean, you're going you're gonna to want to talk to the tree bee about that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, well, full short. Anyway. Uh, so I, I wanted to ask, you're, first of all, how old is your child and what sorts of media are you ingesting with him? <laughs> we just uploaded a thumb drive. Oh, sure. um, Yeah, we're ingesting all kinds of uh, – he's 15 months old mm-hmm. and um, a lot of parents of 15 months old, if they are in L.A. and go to mommy and me classes or even not, probably – I, I feel like you're not supposed to really give them screens yet. Like, there's this whole pushback against screens. Sure. I think However, the, the pediatricians will tell you uh, you shouldn't have screens before about two. Huh. Our pediatrician has not weighed in. But then okay. she also hasn't seen me give him my phone. Uh-huh. So <laughs> for a while, we were like, that sounds smart. That sounds good. And then I don't know. I, at a certain point, he... It became very difficult to change his diaper because he kept wanting to flip over. Mm-hmm. And I discovered that if I show him a, a video on YouTube, Sesame Street, uh, uh, then he becomes very – it's very easy to change his diaper. He becomes very docile. No, you give him the opiate of the people. Yes. Sure. It really works. Religion? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how how uh, into it he is. Yeah. So sometimes it does concern me. Like if he's holding the phone and he's like – his nose is in the phone and he's very much not paying attention to sure. anything else. Not like he's in the middle of the street or anything. But I'm just saying he's so – he's yeah. like not present. Um 
So I try to, if we're going to watch Sesame Street, put it on the television just so he isn't like an inch away from the screen. Right. And at least, I mean, Sesame Street is a, is a quality program. I yeah. think we all grew up with it. Yeah. And at least he's not watching like videos of like a weird adult playing with Barbies. Right. No weird adults playing with Barbies. No snuff films yet. <laughs> so <laughs> sure. But it's fingers pr- crossed. He'll get there. Yeah. It's pretty much just Sesame Street so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I put on Paddington one day because I was curious about it. The, he, the movie? The, the movie. recent movie yes. Paddington? Yes. And he was pr- fairly into that. And then I also put on The Secret Life of Pets mm-hmm. because I was also curious about that. Both of these I think I only like caught 15 minutes of them and sure. they were kind of on in the background okay i think uh paddington definitely traumatized my six-year-old daughter uh when she was when that the first one came out she would have been three or four mm-hmm. she and i went to the movie theater and um i was determined to sit through it because it's pretty good uh, this is what i hear yeah and uh both paddington one and paddington two are both pretty good uh but uh, there is a scene where Paddington Bear is in, like, a furnace duct, mm. and there's a fire in the furnace, and it's, like, tickling Paddington Bear's butt. Sure. And he's trying to escape out the duct. This is like Toy Story 3. All these kids' movies have yeah, the fiery danger. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I feel like what happened is, at some point, they decided, well, you can't have, like, hitting, kicking, or shooting. Mm-hmm. What is the next most terrifying danger? Sure. Like we have to have danger because otherwise mm-hmm. we're not creative enough to have the plot revolve around people's feelings. Sure. <laughs> so like let's go it's ahead. Either and... furnace or attacked by spiders. Yeah. Swarmed <laughs> by spiders. Exactly. So my daughter was full – like my daughter is still very afraid of fire basically because of just that one scene in Paddington Bear. Mm-hmm. I feel like a fear of fire is not the worst thing. Uh, no, no. I think I think it's a perfectly reasonable thing to be afraid of. Yeah. Like it's, you know, right up there with sticking a fork in a socket. Mm-hmm. Another thing kids should be afraid of. Mm-hmm. But they don't know to be afraid of it till there's a bear movie. Yeah. Involving it. Um, My biggest concern is there was not a single socket scene in Paddington Bear one or two. Have you thought about? And I just you know as far as like teaching moments and teachable moments and things like this about mm-hmm. teaching go. Bringing her to Avengers so she knows to be afraid of Infinity Gauntlets. (laughs) Yeah. Well, she already is uh, really big on collecting magic stones. Sure, yes. Yeah, the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Or gems. Got it. There's some people who are mad that they're called stones and not gems in the movies. Okay. Well, she's she's definitely already big on that. Uh, Certain types of men. (laughs) <laughs> you could maybe picture them in your mind and yes. the sorts of other things these men are mad about. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know. Ethics Luke's, in video ethics, game <laughs> Luke Skywalker throwing away the lightsaber, what gender a Ghostbuster should be. Mm. These sorts of these sorts of things. They sound fun. Yeah. Uh, real I, hoot. Real fuck machines. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we are sort of poking fun at how um, – persnickety for lack of a better word there being about yes. facts and whatnot question taking us back to Paddington mm-hmm. and this is not a spoiler but Paddington and the other bears are super into marmalade <laughs> yes sure is now, this... uh, that is technically a spoiler I think it's right I mean, at the beginning, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's I mean, right at the beginning. But, that's but one you're of kind the of thi- ruining the movie for people if they now know that the bears <laughs> like marmalade. But that's but, one of the things about okay. I like. I I'm didn't, sorry. I didn't like Paddington as a kid. It was it fall fell under the category of 
boring European Fae, thing. Fae British yeah. bears. Sure, yeah. We're also putting the little prince in there, Babar. God, the little prince. I just read The Little Prince with Grace, my six-year-old. What a snooze! And it had come as a gift. And there's like some very beautiful things about it, but is 100% for adults. Yeah. And uh, it had come as a gift from a friend of my mom's, and I emailed my mom and said, like, oh, we're actually reading that Little Prince that uh, you sent us. And my mom just wrote, oh, that book is very boring. What a slog. Uh, (laughs) Why didn't you say that when you gave it to me? Here's the slog for you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I do – I mean, I have only a passing knowledge of Paddington, but I know he likes marmalade. You do. That's one of the things about him. I. When I was watching and I was just thinking, I know bears like honey, mm-hmm. yeah. but I was unaware they like marmalade. But he maybe likes I just... marmalade because he's a colonialist. Right. <laughs> so it, it's really about British sea power through the early 20th century. Yeah. Like if he were Australian, he'd like Vegemite. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. So just have a to. cultural mm-hmm. Or wallaby thing. steaks. <laughs> sure. Right. Or <laughs> being poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Sesame Street, you guys are watching Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. What, 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 what about, about in the what about in the book category? Oh, all the greats. Uh huh. Good night, moon. Yeah. Chicka chicka boom boom. I don't think I know chicka. chicka I didn't boom, know boom. chicka chicka boom boom. That's boom, a sexual either. book for children. <laughs> oh, sure, it's from Buenos Aires. I didn't know it either. And when I got it, I was like. That is a dumb name, and I'm never going to feel comfortable <laughs> saying it. Sure, it's like, and, yeah, it's like ordering the Rudy Tutti Fresh and Fruity. I will never say that. Yeah. But Chicka Chicka Boom Boom, I mean, I have the whole thing memorized. Okay. And also, for my first- We won't ask you to recite it. That would A be cool. told B and B told C, I'll meet you at the top of the coconut tree. We said D to E, F, G, I'll beat you to the top of the coconut tree. Chicka Chicka Boom Boom, will there be enough room? I could go on, but- No, that was terrific. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, first 100 words, Snuggle Puppy- um, my personal penguin. <laughs> and the thing, <laughs> the thing is, that sounds like that sounds like that could be the title of like an erotic Cinemax movie. <laughs> my really personal does. penguin. Yeah. Um, it's about some kind of nun fucker or something. I don't know. I, so, I feel like it's about about someone hairless. Oh, is that a what you call a hairless person? I mean, I don't. One, and I don't know that one, one might. It would. It just. Feel doesn't a penguin seem hairless? It's, well, yeah, it seems like it would probably fall under the same naming convention as bears and otters yes. and cubs. Yeah, like, what is a penguin? It's a right. It's a smooth, mucusy man. <laughs> but are penguins covered in mucus? They seem like they might be. Um, I think they're covered in an oil slick. There you go. That seems I've mucus-y. seen them on television, and they're definitely covered in a thick black oil slick. So if you're into uh, hairless, oil, oily dudes, <laughs> lubed dudes, you know someone up. isn't into all that. Is into all oh, that? Oh, sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, they're into penguins, right. so they can. But anyway, what I didn't realize is that um, I have all of these books memorized. Yes, I don't know how you, you just memorize them real fast. Yeah, friend of Max Fun, Tim Harrington. The high-flying front man of rock band Les Savvy Fav. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember them. Yeah, make a new album. I know. I know. Anyway. Too, there's not enough money in rock music, unfortunately. <laughs> well, do it anyway. But instead of making albums, Tim Harrington, uh, who is a lovely man, every bit the lovely man you would hope he would be, uh, he has made these children's books. He's, made a, he's a graphic designer, works as a graphic designer, and he's made a couple of children's books. And there's this one called Nose to Toes, You Are Yummy. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And it is one of these bip de boop de bop de boop mm, children's they, books. They all are. But this one seriously 
there is instructions on how to do a dance. Uh-huh. And I have found that with my children, I'm sure it's different with all children, but I found with my children that anything, any media that instructs them to do something, they are not interested. Mm. So there is this presumption in children's media that, like, they will talk back to the television Mm. or they will, like, interact with the book. My children will just stare at me like, give me a fucking break. (laughs) (laughs) However, with Tim Arrington's book, Nose to Toes, You Are Yummy, which has... Uh, uh, an associated dance, they will do the yummy dance Mm. for my wife and I. It is the greatest pleasure in my life to watch my children do the yummy dance as we intone the... Can you describe this dance? (laughs) uh, It involves like rubbing your tummy, jumping up and down on one... I don't remember all the steps of the dance. Sure. Uh, they, you know, uh, you got to rub your nose, 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 and your feet, 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 and your something, 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 mm-hmm. you know, your neat, 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 something like that. Uh, but watching my children do this, to my mind, it is they're like my private dancers. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, to my mind, they are doing it for me. Mm-hmm. I realize intellectually they're doing it for themselves, right. that it's an activity that they're doing. But mm-hmm. to me, it's like I am getting... You know, the reason that you take care of children is because there's chemicals inside your brain that tell you they are cute and that's important. Sure. And so this is like a a heroin of that. Gotcha. Like it is the – they are – it is like they are giving me a little – it's like they're saying like, Dad – let me uh, let me hit your vein real quick, <laughs> right? With sure. some of my fucking kid shit Here. that controls your mind, <laughs> you know. Like this is the ultimate fucking uncut, hard white, right? Sure, the real shit. You're a junkie, yeah, yeah. You're just I'm gonna chasing hit you that so hard with this fucking cute shit. You're just chasing that first high of that time they ate spaghetti. <laughs> exactly, got it all over their face. Exactly, like it is a powerful experience. So I can't recommend that one. Yeah, well I was enough. gonna say if you don't think I'm going home and looking up this yummy dance and getting oh, my son God, aboard yes. the yummy dance train, oh, you're oh, wrong. Oh yes. How old, now? How now? Fifteen months. Is that a dance? Can he dance? Not uh, in any way where he could follow directions, but he does, when he hears music, he kind of like rocks back and forth and he does this little dance. It was so cute. I was doing, he has like a very particular dance he does where he kind of like puts his chest forward and puts his butt out and like, it's like a little pigeon, like pop, hops up and down, or like bops up and down. So I was doing it with him in the mirror. And I woke up the next day and I was so sore. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's bar method is what that is. <laughs> yeah, it is. I don't have the core strength for yeah. it, I guess. Yeah. He no, probably does pop physique. My friend is pop physique. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the best thing that a 15 – because Allison's baby and my baby are about the same age. Mm. Um, the best thing that he, that my baby does is when they walk around, they're not good at it. And it's not that they're toddling <laughs> – it's more that it looks like they're doing – I mean, we've talked on Jordan Justin Go before about how I took Afro-Haitian dance class mm-hmm. in high school. And, you know – In our, high school, wow. Yeah. Michelle, our Afro-Haitian dance teacher, she would always say, you know, you got to like ground yourself with your, with your butt. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, you got you to gotta like let the connection between your butt and the ground like that is what – your center is your, is your rear. And that's just naturally how my one-year-old is. Like, he's just his feet, his toes mm-hmm. are always pointed a little bit wide for balance. And when he runs, he's just going, going, 
and it's like I want to be like my Michelle, the Afro-Asian, she used to go, ging, ging, ga, ging, ging, ga, ging, ging, ga. And like when he's running around, I want to go, ging, ging, ga, ging, ging, ga, because he's going like, like shaking his ass. You should. It's gorgeous. Mm. Oh, it's, oh, it's a delight. And then, you know, I mean, that ultimately, I think, I think the reason that we invented diapers as a culture. Right. Well, so there's not shit on the floor. Well, so here's the thing. In other cultures, they don't have shit on the floor and they don't have diapers. What mm. do they do? They just can tell when their baby's about to shit and they take it outside. Hmm. But they, that's my understanding anyway. But I think the re- my theory is that the reason that, you know, quote unquote Western culture, mm. European and American culture invented the diaper is it's like... It's like high heels. Like high heels emphasizes oh, women's I... sex characteristics. I think that the diaper emphasizes the cuteness of a baby's butt. The funny, it really does. The funny baby walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, it, it really fo- the, helps your waddle. focus on, oh, look at that funny baby butt. Yeah. You know, like, oh, look at that baby butt. Do you guys like videos of babies getting knocked over by pets? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. I'd like those. And I was wondering what being a parent did for that genre of video. Do like you... gently knocked over by a cute puppy and then the baby laughs or yeah. something where you're worried the kids hurt. Because I have no I have no time or tolerance or ability to watch videos where kids are actually potentially getting hurt. And right. they're so it's popular. Like, I don't understand that. It's like a football player where you say they've lost like the, the, the tendons and cartilage in their knee and mm-hmm. it's bone against bone. Like your bone against bone yeah. with babies getting hurt. There's no, there's no give there. Mm, it's just sure. as soon as there's trouble, it's bo- it's it's intense shooting pain. Because I really like this kind of video, but I was wondering if I was a parent, if I would find it as delightful or as an immediate like, oh my as, god, what happened? You know, as long as it's clear, there's no jeopardy. That's the sure, central yeah. thing: is that there cannot be jeopardy. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just see a baby playing with an animal. That's fun. Hmm. But I just like it when it comes. I like anything in a video where something comes out of nowhere. My my baby, uh, baby Curtis, walks around the house following our dog Sissy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dog Coco, she's old and weird, sure. and no longer she doesn't really relate. She doesn't really relate to anyone besides me and kind of Teresa anymore. Mm-hmm. But uh, my dog Sissy is m- much more friendly to the kids, and uh, Curtis will wall- waddle around the house going. Sis, 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 sis. What is your son's relationship to Wendy, your dog? He has very floppy ears, by the way. Yeah, he loves Wendy. Sounds good. Wendy, thankfully, is really, really patient with him. Yeah. Um. So, like, he can go up, and I'm sure there's there's going to be dog people who or dog trainers who are hearing this and who are like, "Uh, I don't think so. But he can like take stuff out of her mouth and she's fine with it. Yeah. I, I mean, actually, if we take stuff out, out of her mouth, she's fine with it too. She's just, thankfully... She's a nice not, dog. Yeah, she's... But really patient. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she's sleeping, he wants to go up and pet her. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of... And, and his petting is not like the way... It's not like a gentle caress. Sure. It's just a sort of like spastic, like touching her face. Right. Um, but she, he gives her a lot of his food, so she's fine. She's yeah, fine I with all of this. My, my dog is so self-centered and pet-driven. Uh, that is driven by the desire to be to petted. Be petted. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, that like literally my baby essentially punching her over and over 
She's like, I don't know. It's good enough. I mean, it's enough <laughs> it's for contact. me. It's fine. I know he loves it's me. Fine. I know he loves yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a fun relationship. Does he feed the dogs? Uh, well, yes. I mean, that's like the the big problem, though, is that, you know, you're you are encouraged to let your dogs, you know, eat food that's left over from your baby or let eat the food that your baby drops just because it, it gives them a general sense that that is also a source of food for them, mm-hmm. which is encouraging for them. But because my dogs in their old age have started to fight over food. Oh, no. Like we have to like quarantine them and not have them do it anymore because they both love the baby for that reason. Right. But they hate each other <laughs> because, okay. because when the food's – it's very stressful. It's extremely stressful. I had a pet dilemma come up this week. Uh, I got I got a new dresser. This uh-huh. is not part of the pet dilemma. This is part of the story. I just I don't consider a dresser a pet. I was worried you guys would think I was crazy <laughs> because like I have a pet dilemma. I got this new dresser <laughs> and it's not eating. It's not eating. My internal auto uh, auto complete when you said I got a new. I just was certain you were going to say iguana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. I don't know why. Do I seem like an iguana guy? An I'm iguana a little guy. insulted, I honestly. I'm not, not a, I'm not a reptile, no snakes. I like a, I like an iguana more than maybe the more than you do. So I'm it's sure. not an insult in my book. Do I, like I want to feed an iguana some lettuce? Sure. Yeah. But do I want to care for it longer than that? I, I mean, do, not. do you want to keep mealworms in your freezer? Right. No. Sure. Probably yeah. Not. Yeah. That's for good humor bars. <laughs> <laughs> Freezers for not mealworms. <laughs> Uh, uh, That's one of Jordan's famous rules for life. Sorry, baby. (laughs) The freezer's for good humor only. My dad had tropical fish growing up, and the freezer was always uh, a a mix of, like, yo play bars and frozen worms and frozen beef heart and Mm. just all sorts of yuckiness. Yeah, beef heart. Like, like ground into, like, this very thin sheet in a Ziploc bag and then... Oh, dear. Yeah. I think ideally it would just be it's a caduceus. (laughs) Sure. If tropical fish, if we could get some tropical fish that ate it's a caduce, yeah, then we wouldn't have to worry about it. All all freezers could just be full of it's a caduce. One for me, one for you, one for me. (laughs) I don't even know what it's a caduce is, but I'm into it. That's a quiescently frozen confection. Um, Sounds good. uh, So my pet dresser. I got this new dresser. Anyway, a couple days into this dresser, everything's working good. The pants go in there. No complaints. The drawers are opening. The drawers as, open. As one would hope. And close. Now, Jordan, once they go in there, are they coming back out? Or is <laughs> Not unless a... I want them to, baby. <laughs> oh, my Not God. Unless daddy needs real. a pair of pants. Finally. Finally. You're finally the boss of your pants. Yeah, exactly. I'm putting them on when I want. Not when yeah. they want. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not living by your rules anymore, pile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, pile. Uh, so, anyway, uh, just in the house... Doing some in-the-house stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I have not seen the cat in a while. Mm. I wonder what the cat is up to. How long mm. is a while? <sighs> Two minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get concerned. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, I just, I don't know. It just had kind of occurred to me that, you know, usually it's a, you know, it's not a huge apartment, so I'm right. like, well, I can kind of check in on the cat. From periodically. a seated position. Yeah. You, you hear dicking around, and you're like, ah, oh, cat's probably fine. You're like, oh, right. Someone loves me. Sure, yeah. So they're, <laughs> they're, in, they're in the other room, uh, yeah, ruining the couch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, you know, it occurred to me I have not seen the cat in a while. So I'm like, well, I'm going to, I'll just, like, look around. I go to all her, like, spots. She's not in any of the spots. I'm like, oh, boy, like, 
something's happened. She's hiding or something. So I get out her treat bag, <laughs> her uh, temptations bag. Oh. Yeah. I like to tempt my cat. <laughs> um, my dogs have a four tops bag. Oh, nice. Sure. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm shaking this bag. And usually when I open the cabinet that the treat bag is in, she runs in the kitchen. Like mm. that. It's that strong a response. So I open the cabinet. No cat. I get out the bag. You know, one, and you, you know, if she doesn't come at the cabinet, she opens, comes at one shake. Are you like panicking at this point? Because I am. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I definitely was. Uh, Did you think about upgrading from Temptations to Supremes? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Which uh, is a bag of sour cream you give your cat. <laughs> Here you go. Um, so I, so, you know, I'm shaking this thing and I'm calling her and she's, you know, I don't see her and I don't hear her. And, you know, she's gotten out a couple of times. There's, you know, the the a door has been a little bit ajar or something like that. Or there's been like a screen she can poke out. Uh, it's never been for long, but it's 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 happened. So I'm like, OK, maybe this is what happened. I'm going to have to kind of go around the neighborhood and look for her or go in the flower bed or something. And... You'd go in the flower bed anyway. Well, yeah, to to give myself <laughs> a little yourself. dust bath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so you know, but so I'm just kind of around the house and I'm looking under everything, and I go in my room and I'm shaking the bag, and I just hear this kind of muffled, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she's somewhere in here, and I'm looking around, and this is coming from the dresser and I open the drawer and she just jumps out of the dresser and runs which is very cute by the way very cute but I'm like shit what happened she got in the dresser but then closed it (laughs) and now I'm afraid to leave the house because I'm like well shit the cat can get in the dresser and close it she's I don't want her to die in the dresser while I'm gone anyway you should just no I don't need that I mean I would take that that's fine you know you can wash a pair of pants but you can't get a new cat there's no more you're <laughs> you're gonna have to put a tiny water dish in every drawer. Go oh, yeah, I'm gonna put. I'm probably gonna put cat food in my drawers now that I'm so afraid. Wait, are you? And by drawers, do you mean drawers or pants? Uh, what, what do you mean? Because you said catfish in your. I mean, catfish, cat food in oh, your drawers. Oh, my drawers, are right? My drawers, yeah, right? Both, probably. You, are you, you already have some catfish in your drawers, right? <laughs> sure. Like down there. That's yeah, the yeah. temptations. Um. Are you sure that she closed it? Are you sure that she wasn't just like hiding in a drawer and you closed it? Maybe I, I guess it's because po- how can she close a drawer? It. She's like right, exactly. I guess that must must have happened. I guess I probably just absentmindedly pushed it on my way. She's not a huge cat, no, but you would notice her in a drawer, right? She's the Chubbikins. <laughs> I mean, you do have her sleep in a drawer like a. T- Early twentieth century tenement baby, <laughs> right? Sure. Wait, what? <laughs> if it's if she's not out on the fire escape, right? Exactly. Yeah. I've been wanting to know this whole time. What kind of dresser are we talking? Is it like, um, like six drawers across, f- low to the ground? Arts is and it, crafts, uh, mid century uh, modern? Yeah. yeah. Three What's and going three, on? Three and three. Does it have really good? This is the technical drawer term. Rollies. It does have good rollies. Yeah, it rolls real nice. In that case, maybe it could she. Could have somehow, like, momentum made the drawer close. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't either. Um, anyway. You're um, going to have to put a camera think it on it. Do you could have been some kind of protest action? That she was getting the drawer to, I yeah. don't know, Black Lives Matter or... <laughs> oh, sure. Just a, something. A, a, a human cause. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how she feels about various human causes. <sighs> Maybe you should we don't, ask, You know, baby. we don't talk about politics a lot. It's just like, come on. You know I want to turn I off think, my brain. <laughs> I think it's time for things to get real. Mm, sure. 
Uh, you want to see what happens when people stop being polite? That's what mm-hmm. I was looking. Oh, I was looking for that. Thank you. I was like, shit. What's the real world slogan? <laughs> Thank you, Allison. You're Thank welcome. You for picking up my slack. I just want to be clear. I was also looking for that. Didn't get it, and thought if I provide half of it, these guys will. <laughs> Someone will say <laughs> yeah. it. Well, Allison will. Yeah, Thank I you. did. Were you a real world person? I was. I never was. That's, I really uh, was. Yeah. I stopped being. Well, no, I continued to watch it, but for me, a it's real, like still on, right? Yes, there are I still haven't new watched real worlds. Is there really new? Still I think there real are, worlds? and I think they're redoing cities that they already did. I would imagine so. Sure. Yeah, because there's no I mean, at this point they're like <laughs> real world. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Istanbul. <laughs> sure. I recall. <laughs> the sea. <laughs> for me, a big turning point was real world Las Vegas because mm-hmm. it was like. The first night they were all drunk and ho- hooking up or p- could have hooked up in the jacuzzi. For me, that was the season where it's like they now it is being cast with people who know what a reality star is. Sure. And there's yeah. like a They're certain kind of thing. Playing thing. the specific yeah. game. Whereas, did you even see the first, the very first season? Yeah. I mean, I think from, you know, what I remember, it kind of started out as, you know, maybe a legitimate kind of social experiment that That's was supposed to be seemed. kind of like, yeah. you know, that was supposed to be like important in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to take a, was, you know, a gay person and put them with a, you know, a person who has a prejudice and see if they can hash it out. Um, so yeah, anybody and, I, and, then and it, I was glad to see the gay person finally compromised. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, thank you. They found a nice medium ground. <laughs> um, so yeah, but but then yeah, I think it turned into that of just kind of a hot tub hookup show, right? And no one learned anything. Was mm-hmm. Real World San Francisco the first Real World? No, Real World New York was. Okay, I'm only like, I there are these things that I am aware of because, you know, we were. We were in our adolescence in the in the very twilight days of the monoculture. Mm-hmm. And any time and you know, maybe it's not this way in Orange County where you are proximate to show business, but for me, the like essential experiences, the like the essential media products of my childhood are basically real world San Francisco, which I didn't even have cable. But I just received it via osmosis. And, <laughs> and the week that David Letterman spent in San Francisco. Like, oh, yeah. we were just talking about Manny the Hippie. Yeah, sure. Because, like, that looms so large. And, and I was, and I occasionally will look back and be like, that was a week. Yeah. What? But it was the biggest deal in the history of the world. <laughs> like, one establishing shot in a Whoopi Goldberg movie was like, oh my God, show business is in town. Dreams are coming true. I guess I never grew up thinking that Orange County was close to show business. No, it really didn't I just feel didn't. like it And was. I think that is a misconception about growing up there is that, like, everybody's kind of an L.A. person when it's, like, not re- – because, like, I, I never had met anyone who was creative for a living. Like, uh-huh. I never, mm-hmm. you know. Well, a few they golf drive, course designers. Yeah, golf course designers. So they're the driven out of, of Orange County. The what? They're driven. The creative people are driven out of Orange County. Yeah. at least they were back in the day. Well, I think, in a in a lifted pickup truck. Yeah. Yes. And but you know, and I think also there's kind of the <laughs> thing of like you don't see a lot of media set in Orange County mm-hmm. because like well you just set something in L.A. if you're going to set something in Orange County you know right. it's like just film it there where there's infrastructure for it. So yeah, I guess I don't remember a lot of my hometown. How old in were media? How old were we? When uh, when the OC and the 
at that other MTV reality, that MTV the hills, reality show. Look right. The the that was just as I was getting out of high school. Like Orange County yeah. had this little moment. I had just moved to New York. I had mm. been there, I don't know, maybe six months. And I remember watching The O.C. and thinking, I can't believe I am being like manipulated into feeling nostalgia for a place that I really wanted to leave, first of all. And second of all, I know that the OC that is represented on this show is not the one that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And yet it is making me miss this place. It was it was very strange the way that happened. Yeah. No, I never watched. I didn't never watch any of that. I think the closest. I mean, I, uh, I I saw the Jack Black movie, Orange County. Right. Oh, I saw that movie, too. Which is pretty good. Written that by is. Mike White. It's got some very funny Chevy, late period Chevy Chase stuff in there, if I remember correctly. Oh, I don't think so. Isn't John he like Lithgow their, is the dad. Isn't that he there like they're a teacher? I think oh, I, I don't feel know. like Chevy yeah, Chase maybe. is in Orange I'm, County. I'm remembering is Colin Hanks in it? Colin Hanks is the lead yeah. of that. I'm remembering Lithgow and, oh gosh. Um, I tried to tape Orange into my phone and it came out Krangle. <laughs> Orange Krangle? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, so yeah, I don't really I don't really have any experiences of like, oh, there's my hometown in something. Because mm-hmm. it never didn't seem like it ever really came up. Yeah, he's totally in it. Chess is, huh? Yep. Well, there you go. I, I, I remember it because I it was – when I was in high school, I had this friend who insisted that Chevy Chase was the funniest person ever. Mm-hmm. And I doubted him because I think, Jordan, you and I are the age, and you may also be this age, Allison, where Chevy Chase had only been – I knew him from no good thing. Yeah. Only horrible, horrible things. Sure, I am that age, but see, I liked those things. I was, I really mm. liked European Vacation. Yeah, I, the original Vacation movie is really funny. It's like it is, it, it's it's crazy how funny that yeah. thing still is. But yeah, the sequels, Diminishing Returns. Yeah, so I didn't. I mean, like I I had never even seen the Vacation movies. Like mm-hmm. we're, I'm talking about like Chevy Chase show Chevy Chase. Sure. And, so yeah. I only knew him as a guy that I didn't understand why anyone had ever thought they were funny. Just mm-hmm. a Received celebrity, you know, like when you're a teenager, there's these people that like you know people older than you like and respect, but you don't understand why. Sure, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, every time someone does a guest voice on The Simpsons, I was like, okay, I bet that's a famous person. I'll yeah. ask my mom who that is. Uh, and then, uh, and then I remember seeing him in Orange County mm-hmm. and in Dirty Work mm, around dirty the work. year 2000 yeah. or whenever that was. Great late chase uh, and. And also someone loaned me a VHS of the best of Chevy Chase on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I guess Chevy Chase is famous for being funny because he's the funniest person ever. Sure. Yeah. A uh, bad person, though, now. I think we know. My understanding of uh, Chevy Chase from having read several books about the history of Saturday Night Live and so on and so forth is that while he is a genuine comedy genius, uh, a big part of his genius is being mean to people and mm. he never stops. That sucks. That yeah. He has never... Pro- professionally ever stopped being like he will just sit there and like over and over and over forever make fun of you wow. without being able to stop. you know who's great and dirty work or not dirty work orange county Catherine o'hara there you I go love her. not we great can all agree that is not a problematic like oh wow good in everything one time Catherine o'hara was on uh, bullseye mm-hmm. and i just sat there and i was just like looking at her like how could someone be this great yeah, I know. Just the whole time. I was like, this is the most amazing person. Like, what a wonderful, lovely person who's so fucking funny the, all, the, all the time. Oh, yeah. Anyway, 
Yeah, not problematic. Not a bit. But you know who is really good? Hmm. Pol Pot, have you heard of him? <laughs> no, Jesse, no. Someone gave me I like his it. early Not work. I like it. his late work. Sure. Yeah. Consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just some really, just very artful. Yeah. Genocider. Sure. Right. Like Aria. <laughs> yeah. So, just the passion comes through. Right, exactly. Not, He's not like, in it for the money. No. I feel like not enough people talk about how great Michael Stipe is at genocide. <laughs> sure, yeah. He's really great at it. Yeah. Really solid work. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Ooh, we have a very nice sponsor for you this week on Jordan Jesse Go. A very nice sponsor. Our friends at HelloFresh. They're the meal kit delivery service that delivers your favorite recipes and ingredients so you can just what? Cook, eat, enjoy. It's a simple three step process, folks. There's three plans classic, veggie, or family if you've got picky kids around. Uh, They are fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients, and the recipes only take about half an hour. So they're easy to make, and you'll come out with something tasty that you can feed to your family or just to your cats, if it's just you and your cats. You can subscribe to get delicious, filling meals delivered every week for less than 10 bucks a serving. For 30 bucks off your first week of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash JJGo30 and enter the promo code JJGo30. 30 bucks off your first week of HelloFresh at HelloFresh.com slash JJGo30 and enter the promo code JJGo30. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Allison Rosen, your new best friend. I wrote a book. Go get it. I know people don't normally do that right now, but I'm just going to do it. No, I mean, fucking just, do it. Get in there. I did it. I'm just going to be me. You got to be you. You got to plug your book, Tropical Attire and Courage. And other phrases that scare me. That's the one. Mm-hmm. If we learned anything from advertising in the 1990s, it's that we got to be us. You got to. I'm just trying to do my thing here, man. Listen, we're the Sprite generation, okay? <laughs> Obey my book. Sure. Ayo, hey, Jordan, what's that in your hand? Oh, boy. <laughs> Is the S to the yep. R-I-T-E yep. mm-hmm. Allison, it's a lifesaver when you need thirst quenching, like a kiss with a lime and twist. Now, you know that's kicking. Word? Mm-hmm. Drink up. Drink up is what you got to do. Why? Because we're the Sprite generation. You know, I asked, I asked for a nice tea recently at a uh-huh. restaurant and got brought a Sprite by mistake. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, I'll have a little bit of this. Before Pretty you, good. Before you send it back? Well, I don't know. I was just an, you know, I'm not a I, I'm not a back sender in general. Okay. Uh, hard time with that. A little bit of a doormat personally. I think that is that <laughs> you know it's kind of part of the a whole thing about me is mm-hmm. I you know I I duck confrontation and sure. one of those is like not sending shit back at a restaurant. It's one of the secrets to our twenty year relationship. That's what sure, I hear. Yeah. yeah. Is that both of us will go to extraordinary lengths to avoid conflict? You guys might actually deeply dislike each other. <laughs> Sure. Who would know? Listen to my other podcast to find out. <laughs> it's a secret podcast on the dark web. <laughs> you buy it with Bitcoin. Well, you you buy it with Bitcoin and opium seeds. Sure, yeah. Whatever. 
Um, and I had a little bit of. I hadn't had a Sprite in years. It's been years. It's been it was ten years since I've had a drink of Sprite. Uh-huh. Pretty good. Wow. Yeah, good story, huh? I don't think... <laughs> what a terrible anecdote. <laughs> I, I accidentally think... drank Sprite and it was good. I don't think I would drink a Sprite if Grant Hill himself <laughs> served it to me. Sure. Um, recently I was remembering Slice. Slice. What happened to Slice? I liked an orange slice back in the day, and Dr. Slice as well. They're Dr. Pepper variant. I didn't know they had Dr. Oh, slice. Oh, there was quite a variety of slices. I mm-hmm. <laughs> I just remember the lemon-lime slice. It had a flavor that I don't know how – it was almost like cinnamony. It had like some weird flavor that wasn't yeah, doing in there, but sure. I liked it. Yeah. It's what, more exotic. Yeah. I know because I was watching Silicon Valley and they made – a slice, the soda reference. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I I completely forgot about it. Mm-hmm. I have nothing but contempt for Slice, mm-hmm. Sprite, even 7-Up. But you know the whole song. Well, I okay. I have fond regard mm-hmm. for the crisscross Sprite commercial. <laughs> sure. <laughs> by, by far the least, like, Sprite revolutionized hip-hop culture by, like, bringing it to the mainstream with, like, Brand Nubian and shit like that. I don't remember the Brand Nubian Sprite commercial at all, mm. and all I ever think about is the, the crisscross Chris one. I don't know how that came to be. Mm-hmm. I guess when it comes to the Brand Nubian commercial, I miss the bus, and I'll never, ever, ever, ever do it again. <laughs> oh, boy. Wait, but why do you hate all these refreshing drinks? Because they're garbage drinks. They're mm. they're bad for you. All well, soda that I, is that I can't argue with. Okay, sure. so all soda is bad for you, right? Like that's a fundamental quality of soda. It's sugar water. But you have a choice to have ones that taste like something or ones that are just sugar water. And the Sprite is just sugar water. Jordan, you just had some. Would you agree? I thought it had a lemon-lime kick. I don't know. I don't know what this guy's talking about. Yeah. Fair enough. I thought it was pretty good. I probably will not have another one anytime soon, but that little accidental Sprite drink was pretty good. So then what are it's some... the worst thing I've ever talked about in What are podcast. some sodas you can get Jordan, behind? come on. We've talked about some truly <laughs> terrible things. I'm talking about as far as entertainment value this goes. Is like what the, has... This is the most content this show has ever had. That's true. <laughs> this is a, a new story apex. about drinking Sprite. <laughs> you had a Sprite and liked it. Yeah. Is the, is yeah. the most insight we've ever brought to the like, table. Are they writing this thing now? <laughs> it's so tightly plotted. Yeah, this is like a regular cozy mystery. <laughs> sure, yeah. We should do soft drink themed cozy mysteries. Yeah, J.K. Rowling uh, wrote this episode under a pen name. <laughs> so tight. So... Just bring in a French detective. Sure, yeah. Oh, let's sprite. <laughs> you ordered a nice tea, but you got a sprite. <laughs> Sounds like a nice experience. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> I'm a detective from a small town in England, mm-hmm. I guess. Sure. <laughs> That's probably what those are about. <laughs> a cup of Sprite. Mm-hmm. I feel like Linda Holmes would know. Linda Holmes knows. Get at us, Linda Holmes. All right. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that should be the new last segment of every tour <laughs> Jesse Go is Linda Holmes, pop culture expert from Pop Culture Happy Hour on NPR, tells us what we were talking about. <laughs> Oh boy! Now, would she listen to the episode, or should would she just take a stab? Uh, I think she doesn't really. I yeah. I wouldn't want Linda is too smart and nice to be forced to listen to it. I think best, ideally, 
Glenn Weldon from Pop Culture Happy Hour would listen to it, oh. give her the gist sort of, of it, give Linda the gist right. of it, then she would report yeah. back to and then us. If right. S- if Stephen Thompson has anything to throw in. <laughs> yeah, and Stephen Thompson's too busy being like listening to high quality rock music and stuff. Yeah, you know, probably. I don't. He's got kids. You know, he's got shit to sure. do. Who's this Glenn person that you guys have decided does have the time? He's to do one this? of the other hosts of NPR's Pop Culture. Right, Happy but Hour. I mean. Does he not have something more important? No. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) That guy's written two books about superheroes. Okay. He's he's got time on his hands, you know? Might cut into his cabin time a little bit. So what soda can you... I know that... Glenn Weldon. (laughs) I know that not everyone cares, but I do. What soda can you get behind? Basically all sodas, except for lemon-lime sodas. Okay. Uh, I I, I mean, you know, my all-time favorite would be Dr. Pepper. I love a cherry Coke. Sure. I love a regular Coke. Okay. Uh, that, that'd be probably my classic top three, but I love a root beer too. You, I Allison, love a premium top root sodas. Beer. Well, look, I like diet sodas. Mm-hmm. I think we know this. Sure. Uh, so I like. I mean, I've talked about, and in fact, I have one next to me. I think it's like kind of the number one thing I discuss on my show. <laughs> sure, uh-huh. Yes. Uh, refresh sparkling water beverage, wild cherry. You can get this at Vons or Pavilions, uh, and. Are we counting a sparkling water beverage as a soda? I think we should because if yeah. you taste it, it's got a lot of artificial flavor. Sure. Yeah. yeah. That, that's an artificially sweetened. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably tasting. It's like a clearly Canadian, like a generic yes. clearly Canadian. Yes. It has no calories and no caffeine, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of chemicals. Yeah. Which is what I like. Mm-hmm. Everyone's about LaCroix. I find LaCroix to be not sweet enough, although I will drink a LaCroix if. The only other option is water. I also, sorry, Jesse, I like Diet 7 Up. Mm, I sure. like, do they still make Sierra Mist? Because I liked Diet Sierra Mist. Oh, I don't know. Um, I haven't seen a Sierra Mist in a while, but I mean, I'm not I looking. I feel like it so. might have gone the way of slight, but I am looking. So. Sure, yeah. I like I, Diet Cream Soda. I see it all the times in the misconnections on Craigslist. <laughs> oh, misconnections. Oh, that's, that's good. Oh, so, so I, good. Allison, I'll tell you, I'm going to be honest with you about your beverage choice. It's killing me? No, I support it entirely. <gasps> Thank I, you. I think that uh, cherry, generic, artificially sweetened drink is both disgusting mm. and one of my favorites yeah. i don't buy it because i think like this is this somehow this is probably poisoning me mm. it has that weird nutrasweet flavor like it tastes like an artificial sweetened thing from 1977 1981 before they perfected it sure. Sure. Yeah. but you know what that shit is good. I think so too. Now some of my And I think the cherry flavor matches the gross artificial sweetener in a very nice way. They're very consonant together. They they have a nice relationship. They really do. Some of my listeners, um the more dedicated ones, went out and in search of this drink so they could taste it. Now these are people who are like they they're bent they're, or sorry, they're, what, I'm, words are not happening We're for me basically right now. just talking about Law Threeper here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't even think he would consider him. They call themselves hashtag Allison people. Right. Uh-huh. Um, they, are, they have a predilection for liking everything. I, like, sure. They're going to be pretty charitable to stuff I like. And one of them, and I, so I have to assume all of them, was like, it tastes like cough syrup. 
Yeah. So even, that's what's even good about people it. who want to like everything about me can't get, can't behind. get behind the drink. And I ha- I agree. It does taste like cough syrup. I like the taste of cough syrup. I don't, but I don't like the taste of cough syrup, mm. but I do like this drink. It's weird. I am filled with contradictions. I feel mm. like if you, if you wanted me to drink a diet soda, and I don't like a diet soda, but uh, Dr. Pepper, which naturally tastes like cough syrup, tastes good as a diet. I think it tastes less good to my taste because I don't like diet soda that much. But it tastes relatively good as a diet because it already tastes like cough syrup. Yeah. It already has that weird medicinal flavor. Uh, and, you know, I, I, like a, I like a cherry Coke Zero as well. Coke Zero is pretty solid. Um, do you have any listeners left? No. <laughs> no, they're loving this. They're drinking it up like Allison. it was Dr. Slice. <laughs> Bad news, Allison. We didn't have any to begin with. Okay. Sorry. Well, as long just, as I didn't drive them away with was, my soda talk. It was the three of us, Brian and Loth Reaper. <laughs> yeah. And you just alienated Loth Reaper. I'm so. sorry. No, I love Loth Reaper. I'm just saying I don't know if he would consider himself a hashtag Allison person, but if he would, i take it back. Okay. I love him, though. We have momentous occasions to get to here. We sure do. When something momentous happens to you... Uh, you call us 206-984-4FUN is the telephone number, and you should put it in your phone, 206-984-4FUN, so you don't have to remember it. You don't have to remember it, 206-984-4FUN. Yeah. Like this person has. Oh, shit. Sorry for stealing your catchphrase, Dave Shumka. Go ahead and press play. Hey, guys. It's Ryan in Seattle. I was just driving to work this morning, uh, listening to the show, actually, and... Uh, the guy in front of me in traffic looks like he's taken the passenger seat out of his car. Uh, it's an old Subaru Outback, and uh, his dog is sitting next to him, like like he's got a little platform for the dog to ride. And they're both just—I don't know if he's going to work, but I kind of want whatever job he's got. I want that. Thanks, guys. Fucking awesome. Yeah, sure. If you're going to have an old custom uh, dog car, number one, if you're going to have an obnoxious hippie car, Mm -hmm. you really can't do better than an old Subaru Outback. Sure. It's a great vehicle. It's a fucking high quality ass vehicle. No Volvo, but. Yeah. Is that the ultimate hippie car, Volvo? Mm. No, I think a Subaru Outback is surpassed. Sturdy Volvo? Volvo? I think it is surpassed. Volvo. I think a Volvo, you know, sure, 15 or 20 years ago, you would have said a Volvo. Mm hmm. But at this point, we're looking. You're looking at a super outback. Okay. Um, so first of all, I just want to say they've chosen the right. Uh, I I can find no fault, mm-hmm. right, in them choosing this vehicle. You know, I'm not I'm not that close to this culture myself. It's not my chosen way of life, but I I can't help but respect uh, the Subaru Outback. It's a fine vehicle. I myself had a Subaru Legacy wagon at one Ooh. point. LSI. Mm-hmm. Leather seats, my friend. Okay. And a very leaky sunroof. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a nice package. Driving back from Santa Cruz while water <laughs> just dripped on my head. Mm-hmm. It was very difficult. That's when you want the leather seats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wicks right off there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I have to say, you know, I'm a dog safety advocate. I think they should be in a dog area of the car so that they, you know, in case of an accident or something. Yeah. And also so they don't cause an accident. However, I can't find fault in a dog platform. Yeah, sure. I love a dog platform. You know, sh- give it its moment in the sun. Hey, I wonder if a From... dog had a political platform. What would that be like? <laughs> More bones, please. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> 
guess both went a different way with that. But also anti-immigrant. Equally good. Yeah. <laughs> America first. Yeah. <laughs> woof woof. America first. More bones, please. But also more bones, please. <laughs> And woof woof back to the gold standard. <laughs> what? Free silver. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Free silver is the cat's position. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh like trying to loosen monetary policy to help farmers. Uh Brian told us this is a two parter, so there might be a, is there's there's a, a shocking twist here, isn't there? Let's let's hear this. I'm gonna strap in. It yeah. was a g- 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 ghost dog. <laughs> sure, yeah. Hey, uh, it's Ryan in Seattle again. The dog just slipped down the uh, the visor on the passenger side. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know we say this a lot on the show, but there's three parts to any magic trick. The promise, the turn, and the prestige. Oh, oh that's amazing. That's good. I love it. Can I just say, inside my head right now, Celebration by Cool and the Gang is playing. Sure. <laughs> like, as soon as he said it, it was like, and everybody's like, having a party, like, after the home yeah. team just won the ball game. <laughs> what a day, guys. What a day. We're candied up. You know what? Laughing at a this, dog we've never seen. This is true. The world... You know, people say the world is full of fear, the world is full mm-hmm. of hatred, and sure. I can't say that's not true, mm-hmm. especially thanks to the great work Pol Pot did. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I have to say... Do you mean, the, Pe- do you mean Peter Buck? <laughs> I have to say that the, the world is also full of magic. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Such as mm-hmm. dogs with their own special platforms where a chair should be. That flip down their own visor. Now, what kind of dog are you picturing? One that's concerned with glare? Yeah. I'm picturing a lab, <laughs> chocolate lab. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that seems right. I mean, I get pictured kind of a bigger beagle. Mm, sure. Oh, good. I'm picturing a Great Dane, like a Scooby-Doo dog. Three, oh, three wow. different dogs, yeah. all great choices. You know, I, I think that um, something that really speaks to the durability of the American dream is mm-hmm. Is that each of us can disagree on what type of dog this is, and you know, there's a very bitter disagreement. There's yeah. no doubt about that. It's pretty I'm tense. angry. Pretty tense. In I'm here. angry. Yeah, pretty tense. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we can all come together to agree that this dog sounds like it would be a great friend. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yes, we can. Yeah. I will meet you halfway there, mm-hmm. or all the way. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Is there a dog in a car at a bar on the street? Yay! I'm Allegra Ringo, a small dog owner. My dog Pistachio howls when she's excited. And I'm Renee Culvert, a big dog owner. My dog Tugboat tips over when he's sleepy. And we co-host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog that airs every Tuesday. We bring you all things dog. Yes, dog news, dog tech, dogs we met this week. We also have pretty famous guests on butt legs. We're not going to let them talk about their projects. No. Just want to hear about those dogs. We don't want to hear about your stuff, only your dogs. So join us every Tuesday on Max Fun. La, 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 la. 
Thank you so much to the over 28,000 members who joined or upgraded during the 2018 Max Fund Drive and to all of our monthly members. You showed up in full force to help us reach our goal and to show our appreciation, we're putting up this year's batch of Max Fund Drive exclusive enamel pins on sale for all $10 and up monthly members. And just like last year, we're giving all the profits to charity. For 2018, we're supporting the National Immigration Law Center. The sale will run from May 18 through May 28, so don't miss it. $10 and up monthly members will be receiving a personalized code and instructions to purchase pins on May 17. So keep your inbox open and notifications on. For more details, head over to MaximumFun.org pins. And to learn more about the National Immigration Law Center and support them directly, you can go to NILC.org. It's Jordan, Jesse, go, I'm Jesse Thorne. I'm Eric Jordan Morris, boy detective. Allison Rosen, breath of fresh air. Oh, what a, and what a breath of fresh air she is. Allison, I just got your new book. Tropical attire encouraged in my hands. That's right. I'm excited to read my friend Allison Rosen's great new book. Thank you. Uh, I have to say, uh, it reminds me of one of the worst nightmares of my life, which was when my cousins got married and I had to uh, deal with the dress code uh, Calypso casual. Oh, mm. oh my God! You could have written my book. I know. What is the? What is, tell us what the title is a reference to? Tropical tire and courage and other phrases that scare me. I was invited to a party. It was like a tiki themed party. Sure. And the invite said tropical attire encouraged. Henceforth, I did not go. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be the kind of person who'd be like, no problem, I will go. But it turned into a problem. I could not go. Uh, I liked that it said tropical attire encouraged. Like it wasn't tropical attire enforced. However, I also knew that if I showed up in a sweater and jeans, I would be the only one. And all night people would be like, aren't you hot? And I would have to pretend I wasn't even though I was. So uh, it's just it's sort of the title essay kind of goes into just – body image stuff and also like social anxiety and because I want to be invited to everything I just don't I find myself not going often sure although Mm -hmm. this weekend I did go to a party and I feel like the whole reason I went was just to be like if you invite me I will come sometimes sure (laughs) everyone here invite me to your next thing I might show up that's right that is how was the party the one that I went to it was down in Orange County so it took Mm -hmm. forever to get there sure yeah but it was me I was really happy that I had gone it was really fun and it was just a reminder that like yeah if you hadn't gone you wouldn't have gotten to meet no doubt Mm -hmm. that's right that's for or sublime Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was a a long time ago or Um, claim jumper (laughs) or claim jumper (laughs) yeah so uh yeah, it's a reminder that as humans, we are meant to be social sometimes. Tropical entire encouraged. Tropical attire encouraged. It was actually actually Maria Menounos's party. Oh, I'm gonna name names. Yeah, you know when I was a guest on I your know. podcast, Maria Menounos broke in, being uh, professional and uh, famous, busted in on me. Left me in the dust. I was no. I was in there. Hey, what a what am I? Chopped liver? Oh yes, I am. Compared to Maria no. Menounos, I was trying to remember why. Because I don't normally have a guest and then have a phone guest. Because Maria Menounos was calling specific. She was 
promoting, I think. I think she it was just called. It was unusual, maybe. I think Menounos called. And what are you going to do, not take the call? You can't. You, you got to send Menounos. If Menounos called right now, what would I? What would we do? We say, sorry, Allison, Menounos is on the line. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, well, turnabout is fair play. But we're not friends with Menounos, and you are. Well, so I was a little, I wondered how she would feel. We're friends with Mary Hart. <laughs> no. I fucked John Tesh once. About, about as w- close as I get. A little, I wondered- bit, a little bit of your classic round ball rock, huh? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Anyway. Yeah, I wondered how she would feel knowing that she had inspired the title story, but she's like exceedingly cool with it. Oh, good. Yeah. That's a fun so. Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You know what? Here's the thing. If you're going to have a tropical attire encouraged party, of course you're fucking chill about it. Right. That's the whole thing. Fucking no, none of these parrot heads are giving us trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're kicking back and relaxing. That's They're having right. a cheeseburger in paradise, baby. Hey. Five o'clock somewhere. You got it. <laughs> That's right. There's actually a, So my husband did the illustrations in the book. Yes. And the one that goes with this story is based on a photo that I put on Instagram from another one of Maria Menounos' parties. By the way, I love Maria. She and I, it's not like she and I are besties, though, but. Sure. but Sometimes I get invited, invited to her invited parties. parties. Yeah, sure. and you want to I go. dated Mary Hart for a while in the 70s, but we were. it was a mutual thing that we broke up, sure. and we're very we're good friends places. now. Yeah. We're very good friends now. I, <laughs> no, I get that. Her husband Frank and I are good friends. Yeah. We go golfing. So it's, it's a whole thing. So I'm also really Frank's relaxed great. about my relationship with Mary Hart, but we're a little closer than you are with me. That sounds like it. Yeah, I yeah. hope to one day. But so anyway. And Jordan is kind of her side piece. <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, her, wow. and, her and Frank are very uh, progressive. Yeah, there's, I mean, cheeseburger in paradise, baby. Sure. As these, Mary Hart famously said. These right? entertainment news people, they can be kind of middle of the road on air, but off air. No idea. Choo-choo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trains coming into the station. Yeah, right. Did I ever talk on this show about the uh, college roommate that uh, Teresa had, or housemate that Teresa had, who, when she was having sex, her boyfriend would say, the train's coming into the oh, station! No. Everyone oh, in the, oh, everyone in no. the building could hear How that. did she stay with him? I know. It's true. Is she incredible. still, could they still be She together? was not well-liked in the house. For that reason, yeah, that was too much for everyone to bear. It's, I, it's um, a lot. I feel upset. I feel assaulted just having heard it. Manunos would never do that. To no. You. So anyway, Manunos posted some photos from this party she had of her and her fellow skinny, tan, blonde, fashionable friends. And then, if you look in the very back, like the tiny margin, you just see this figure with black hair, dressed in all black, looking uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I posted that photo, and I put a red arrow pointing to myself. And I, once again, I just touched the microphone. It's, like, it's really as if I've never You're done this. Fine. I'm all flustered. You're I have fine. such a crush on both of you. You're okay. Fine. Anyway, and it's I five, said... It's five o'clock somewhere, okay? All right. I'm gonna, <laughs> my vibes need to get chiller. Anyway, I said I'm effortlessly social and always the center of attention mm-hmm. on that photo. So then he did an illustration of that photo, and that's in the book. And you can see. Can Excellent. I suggest something for you to do in that situation at parties? I don't sure. know. Maybe it's something you're already doing, but it kind of helps to have something to do when you're standing there alone. So you look like you're doing something on purpose rather than just wishing that you were talking to someone. Right. Not sure how to do it. Do some vaping. Oh, that's cool. I thought you were going to say. Rig. I thought you were going to say the yummy dance. I would. Oh, sh- well. Both are good ideas. Yeah. I mean, I my will... kids usually vape while they do the. Did I mention that? 
No, no you, you didn't. Vape you vape are, again, I don't know a lot about child development. It seems like it's too early to vape. <laughs> no. Pediatricians are, are undecided on that at this right. point. So it's okay. two years old for screen time. Right. Uh, but vaping, there's a lot of disagreement. In uh, Happiest Baby on the Block, mm-hmm. they say you should wait for six months before right. you get them a sweet yeah. rig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, what's nice is the kids, the grandparents all pitched in this year at Christmas. Oh, that's nice. They already had the rigs, but they got some fucking gargantuan tanks. <laughs> sure, yeah. So they never run out of juice. <laughs> yeah, you hate to run out of juice. Um, and it's cotton, it's cotton candy flavored. I'm going to do it. I'm going to hook myself up with a sweet rig. Yeah. For future parties, blow some fat clouds. Yeah, and then feel out of place again. Like, but whereas before, people were like, "That person appears to be an unchill, raven-haired person <laughs> who is not at all fitting into our Orange County lifestyle." Right now, they're going to be like, "Who's that intriguing fat cloud blower?" <laughs> sure. Oh, those clouds are fat. They'll <laughs> say, "What? What's behind all those clouds?" Right. Someone who surfs clearly. The sweet yeah, perfumed sure. air. Mm-hmm. They'll say, "It's actually wait. just a water vapor. It's a harmless vapor. Oh, yeah, it's a harmless water vapor. That's what vaping is." Yeah. Um, anyway do vape pens still sound like this no they don't sound like I'm doing that's a really poor impression that sounded like a bong but I just remember a friend of mine um, I have a vape bong as well by the way Mm -hmm. it cools down the vapor (laughs) created a vape pen company he's like a tech guy sure and so he was vaping indoors before I'd seen anyone do that, but it made like a, Ooh, ticking... a real cutting edge vapor. Yeah, huh? he really was on the uh, the bleeding edge of vaping, but right. it made like a ticking sound almost. Yeah, I think I will. I mean, I'll hit a weed vape from time to time, and that's a soundless. That's a soundless process. Okay. Yeah, my weed, this had a, a my sound. weed vaping machine is so so designed that it will buzz when you. Oh, have is that enough... the dosest? Yeah, I was just learning about that. Yeah. I want to get. I got to hook myself up with. They the gave one me that because sleep. I'm a, I'm an idiot who had never done drugs mm-hmm. before. So like, don't worry. Even idiots who've never done mm-hmm. drugs before can have one of these. I'm, and I'm, then I blow some really fat clouds. I believe like, it. The clouds I blow are really like it's mostly just me and my uh, in my basement office <laughs> at my house. But the clouds are really impressive. And this is for migraines or just for general chill vibes? This is for migraines and general chill vibes, hmm. I would say. Okay. Allison, where are we getting tropical attire encouraged? Go to AllisonRosen.com. Yes. And then um, it, you, you'll be there and you'll be like, I can't help but click on something to buy this book. Yeah. Or just go to Amazon. Great. Yeah. yeah. Like probably like a link. A link, a, but there's like, like there's a hyperlink right when you get there. That it's on the slider, it's on the sidebar, it's on the top where it says news. I mean, it's just all over. You my can't website. miss this. You thing. can't miss it. Allison, it's a joy to have you on this program every time you come to visit us. I love coming to visit you. Uh, if anybody hasn't heard Allison Rosen's your new best friend, Allison's smash hit podcast. Why not check in with one of the many episodes that Jordan has been a guest on? Do it. Don't listen. Don't listen to my episode. It's all Menounos stuff. No, it's just a bunch of Menounos. Some Mm -hmm. Menounos. Yeah, I am. I am starting a new show with Mary Hart, though, about alternative lifestyles. (laughs) Um, Yes, Allison's podcast is a blast. I think if you like this show, you will like her show, which is a better version. Yeah. No, you yeah. like the better it's like a one, professional, like a good no. one, like if an entertainer, like a skilled entertainer, right. who thought of things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that sort it's, of. It's a it's a blast. If you do not listen yeah. to it, do yourself a solid. 
Uh, Brian Fernandez is on the boards for us this week. Our producer, Sonny D, he's the one you hear laughing through the window occasionally. I heard him clapping outside the studio, which he definitely has to have control over doing that. Nah. I mean, I'm willing to grant grant that his laughs are involuntary, but he's disturbing the show by clapping into the window. We got to professionalize this operation. Nah, Brian's dead weight. Mm. It's kind of mm. Bruce. Mm. Let's get let's get Rosen on board. Sure, let's bring in Mary Hart. She, she, <laughs> she's got some engineering she skills. She sounds great. She's old school when you had to do everything. Cut right. your own tail. <laughs> right, sure. You know? she cut cut. She used to cut her podcast with a razor. Wow, wow. You know, reel to reel. Cut it with a razor. Distribute it on audio cassette. Door to door. Like a like a fuller brush man? Yeah. Oh. You sleep in the barn? <laughs> yeah. That's the life, man. <laughs> Traveling podcast salesman. Just don't fuck that farmer's <laughs> dog. No. Whatever you do. Uh, you can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can find us on Facebook where you can like Jordan Jesse Go. We're on Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Jordan underscore Morris. Allison Rosen is on Twitter at Allison Rosen. That's right. Instagram at Allison Rosen. So you can find her awkward party snaps there. That's right. That's right. And pictures of my dog and my baby. And sometimes me. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.